Hey everybody and welcome to episode 157 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, we're back for another episode, episode 157. So I've get, got lots of good uh, feedback on the episode we had with Caroline last week. People were loving that about DMT, so it's great. Uh, she'll definitely be back on for another show. And um, I hope everyone's doing well in this climate uh, right now. Um, what's going on? I know things are getting more, a little bit more back to normality, um, which... I hope we'll get get there a lot quicker if people stopped pandering, unfortunately, to, to well, if you've been following me for some time now, you know my opinion on this this nonsense, this, this pandemic um, which has been going on, here to crash the economy, and hopefully we can get through this and people can start getting back to work um, and start doing the things that they can do to, to create the life they want to create. Um, and just before we get on to today, today's show, because we're going to be going deep into this, this is an episode I actually recorded a few weeks back with a guy called uh, Terry Tillard, he's been on our show before, Dr. Terry Tillard, he's a real, real nice guy, and um, as you can see in the show, he's a little bit more, where is Tom, uh, we had Tom Barnett on recently, he's, Tom was talking about things like common law, things that we can do, Terry's coming from a different perspective in terms of thinking that, you know, the way things are going, maybe we won't be able to, that won't be able to, to function uh, because they are literally just make things quite hard for people to, to do. So he's going to get kicking out different scenarios and different, different ways you can get out of, out of dodge for want of a better word. But as always, um, before we start, I want to talk to you all about the products that we offer in terms of if you're looking to get your health where you want it to be, you know, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and click on the shop link and we've got lots of top quality health products. I keep on adding to um, the shop. You know, the shop's there, I mean, make a small profit off it, but then off, off, off of things we buy it for us I and mean, it does help us um, with the podcast because it allows me to put more time into it and to get better guests and... Just to, yeah, to make it a better production. So if you can go through that and buy your stuff off us, that's fantastic. I mean, we've got lots of stuff there, but it's more of just having things in one place for you guys that you know it's high quality. You know, I'd never recommend anything I wouldn't take myself. Um, all of it's organic, all of it's wild crafted and fermented, and it comes from the best places on the planet. If you look under any of the tabs, Evolution Organic, The Finchy Clinic, Ancient Purity, you know, it's all top stuff, all stuff I take myself. And it's always basically as whole foods in concentrated form, so you're flooding your body with excellent nutrients. You know, underneath the um, Evolution Organics banner, always love living fuel, top, top quality product. If you're looking for something that you can have as a meal replacement or just as a supplement to your diet, uh, you know, two scoops of that, for, for example, is $260 worth of organic produce. It doesn't get better than that. But all different tinctures from Nature's Answers, things to liver support, milk thistle, for example. Got a different uh, mushroom blends from Four Sigmatic, great for cognitive function and immune support. Um, these are all under the Evolution Organics banner. I mean, if you go under all, all of them, the Finchy Clinic's got a great gut, a gut bundle there. Um, and Ancient Purity, top 
the best quality vitamin C on the planet, you know, liposomal vitamin C, so it's absorbed straight in your mouth, comes from Scotland, not from China, um, highly high quality products, um, um, royal jelly for example, high amino acids, great for the immune system once again, it's something I love putting in my teas every day, the vitamin D we got there, we've got the, um, we've got so many, so many top quality products uh, i'm just trying to take the vulvic minerals for example the vulvic minerals most soils are actually depleted of the vulvic minerals so having this in your morning tonic every morning is fantastic for concentration great for detoxification um yeah i mean it just gives gives the body all the nutrients that it needs that it may be maybe maybe missing um so yeah these are things you know everything we had just you can play around with them you don't have to have everything all the time it's as much as art, art is a science um also well, we'll be getting on, be getting on. Some have been been working on for, for some some time. Is actually get someone uh, add someone to our team. So the shop will be growing in the near future because I will have time to put into it. Um, some do some stuff behind the scenes. I always like to mention Blue Blocks B L U B L O x.com for the best blue blocking glasses on the planet bar none and if you put in the code revive you get 10% off there and if you head over to www.essentialoilwizardry.com um, you're going to get 10% off with the code revive off of all the best essential oils on the planet bar none i've got a, um, got a great interview with, with blue block ceo um, andy Mamp coming out our second time we spoke and uh, also got two fantastic interviews with dr nick berry the CEO of EssentialOilWizardry.com. He's a great guy. If you haven't listened to any of those episodes, I suggest you go back and do that. Also, be working on getting to, to getting, getting on the shop a fantastic product which mitigates 5G and EMF radiation. So that's coming. So don't worry. Lots of things going on behind the scenes, people. And I've got some fabulous interviews that haven't come out yet because with what's been going on, it's almost been like trying to um, put out fires and to get information out to people so we can slowly start to turn around the and educate the masses so you know we can start getting more people on our side so they understand really what's going on anyway so without further ado here's the episode and the interview with terry it's going to go into quite a lot of things terry is quite a uh, he doesn't pull any punches put it that way so uh yeah enjoy and i'll see you on the other side third time lucky, <laughs> third time lucky. hopefully we get going this time yeah, no, sorry about that yesterday, mate. I could, there's, no, there's nothing I could really do. It just it went, yeah. and that was it. Um, we've had, we've had, had it happen many times, too. Yeah. <clears throat> just, just out of nowhere, just, just like, what the hell, a mid-webinar? What the hell is going on? The whole system's crashing, and I can't get it back up. It's awful. No, you think in 2020, with all of their plans, we'd get technology, the basic stuff right? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, in case someone doesn't want this information out. I mean, your, your webinar you did, because we, we, we were getting into that. I mean, it's, this is the... I mean, might as well, I don't know if we start again because it's, it was only about five minutes in, but um, you were talking about how um, you come across this first. I mean, might as well go into it, you know, because it was interesting to hear your stance on this when, you, when, you, when I first come across your webinar about six weeks ago. You might put it out, I think, now. Is it? Maybe, um, uh, maybe eight, eight weeks already. Yeah, time flies. Yeah, it does fly. I mean, you know what? Because it's, as I was saying beforehand, I thought virus, even though I dealt, I've actually researched Dr. Dr. Wilmer about HIV and how he's to draw blood out of a HIV positive patient and inject it into himself and so it has to be a blood transfusion. And as I said, I've actually got a HIV client who's had unprotected sex for 30 years with his wife and 
She never, never passed it on. But I thought that that was due to, once again, them both being healthy now and then not being a, a, a virus pathogen, not being able to overtake a healthy environment, if that makes sense, in terms of um, that. And so that's what I, I thought it was. And then six to eight weeks ago, when this all happened, having a deep dive into biology, looking at the works of Steiner, um, looking at uh, uh, Andreas von der Plant, looking at his stuff, uh, Bechamp, and then coming across your your lecture, which really just put it all into perspective, and and Dr. Andrew Kaufman. So I, was, I think I was just saying before I actually asked you, like how or when did you first come across this information about viruses not being able to be transmitted from human to human, or even from animal to human? Yeah, well, I'm really glad you caught the presentation eight weeks ago, and I'm glad it had an impact on you. It, it, my story started out in an indirect way, right? So I was following Tony Robbins, must have been 15, 20 years ago. I don't remember the exact year, but... I was listening to him talk about how this whole flu season thing, and he used to tell jokes about it. He's like, you know, it's funny. It doesn't matter how many communist bugs or what communist bug they have a name for this year. I never get it. He said, you know, and a lot of my friends who are extremely health conscious just never get sick. We don't get colds and flus. And he's like, you know, I find it really odd that flu is a season. It comes around every year. You know, where's, you know, where's the flu when it's not in the winter? Where does it go? Fly south? Where does it go? Fly to the Arctic? Where does it go? Uh, but, you know, he was just going on with this whole thing, and he said, you know, you ever notice how it happens around vitamin D season being low? It happens around Halloween, seems to start around Halloween when people start eating like shit. They're eating a ton of sugar and lots of garbage, lots of candy. Then we roll into Christmas uh, party season, and then you roll into Christmas, and people are extremely stressed. They're buying gifts they can't afford. They're drinking more. They're losing sleep. They're putting things on credit cards that they know they can't pay in the new year and and on and on and, on. and this this effect just keeps compounding and then they get into the new year your vitamin d is going lower and lower and lower and of course people are getting sick like it makes perfect sense why people would get sick um and and that dawned on me right then i started hearing stories about other people who wouldn't who hadn't been sick in 10 15 20 years and i was like wait a second Everything I was told doesn't make sense. Like I grew up in a world where I got throat infections and colds and flus. Then I dramatically changed my lifestyle and I haven't been sick probably pretty much just about since that day I heard Tony Robbins explaining that. Uh, and I was like, oh, wait a second. This is how it really works. And so, you know, all this mythology starts to crumble. And then you go and research these issues about what happened in historically, like Béchamp. And you, and you saw this. Like, germ theory has been destroyed a long time ago. There were documents in the 1800s talking about vaccines were total bogus. And But listen, it, it, then eventually, you know, as you evolve and you look at all the science and you find out the, you know, the Boston Health Department tried to literally inject people with other people's illness and couldn't do it. And, and they couldn't prove contagion when they were actively trying really hard to do it. And you're like, wait a second. And then you hear stories about this HIV. I had a high school teacher who told me, he said, you know, listen, I was diagnosed like 30 years ago or whatever at that time. He said, you know, my wife and I have been married and having sex exactly like your friend's stories. And he said, I don't know if it's the workings of God or not, but she doesn't have HIV and I didn't get AIDS. Like I didn't die of AIDS on the timeline that I should have. And, as, and he said, and I stopped taking all their drugs. Ah, wait a second. That's not the workings of God. <laughs> that means that there's a scam of, uh, of a play here. And if we dig deeper and go look at the science and, and, and now, you know, there's so many people who who dismantled HIV and AIDS, which is one of the things I tried to do in that presentation that you mentioned, showing the parallels. Because if you could see the parallel between those two, then you see the whole scam right in clear view, right? 
but then, and I also like to come back to common sense to people, right? Like the belief in some invisible bug being able to destroy your health, no matter what you do all year long, this invisible bug is going to come along and just take down these resilient, strong humans is patently ridiculous. And the only reason why anyone would ever believe that is if they secretly or not so secretly already are deathly allergic to personal responsibility for their health, right? And we see the same thing. People go away on all-inclusive vacations. They party their asses off for two weeks, and when they get home, they say, I must have caught a bug on the plane. <laughs> a bug on the plane. You must have, Montezuma's Revenge must have been something in the food. No, no, it couldn't be that you ate like shit and drank from 3 a.m. to 3 a.m. for 14 days straight. It must be that you caught something. You know, it all stems back to this deathly, deathly allergy to personal responsibility because people who don't have that allergy are just honest humans and say, you know what? My self-care has been off. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been getting any sunshine. It's been so long since we got any sunshine. And you know what? I've been going out a little too much. I've been eating out a little too much. I've been out with friends a little too much. I've been drinking a little too much. And probably why I'm sick. Or they go to the Chinese medicine practitioner and he says, oh, Oh, this is so obvious. Your spleen is off and your lungs are off. It, it, it's super obvious. I can diagnose that from 10 miles away. And all of the symptomology of colds and flu match, you know, match imbalanced patterns in Chinese medicine. So they, they completely match. And then you take the right herbs, not just any herb that boosts the immune system. We take the right herbs for your differential diagnosis from a Chinese medicine perspective and all symptoms go away immediately. And you're like, oh, so it's nothing to do with the bug. My last point before I'll let you go to questions because I just have to get this out. I'm so impassioned about this part is this. If bad health was something you could catch, then why can't you catch good health? And I mean this sincerely. Like, Go to the greatest health retreat on planet Earth right now where people have been living like Zen monks for months and months on end and have an orgy with them, have sex with all of them. And as a sick person, you can't catch their health. But you're going to, as a healthy as a healthy person, because everyone likes to believe that they're healthy with completely subjective, random, I don't smoke, so therefore I'm healthy. It's about the equivalent of it. But they, And they're going to catch poor health from some invisible bug floating around in the air that no scientist on planet Earth can isolate in a microscope. Not Still not to this day. So, you know, <laughs> this stuff is, doesn't make an ounce of sense. We're going to get into that. I want to get to that about the isolation. That, that, what you just said there, I did a video on this when it came out about why I was skeptical, went through all these things. And when they actually said, oh, a healthy person dies, it's like, what do you mean by a healthy person? Because I said, I play football with <laughs> I play football with 14, 13 other guys. And on that team, I'd say three of us are healthy. The rest are incredibly unhealthy. But if they were in a newspaper, they'd say like, otherwise healthy. It's like, no, what do you mean? He's not dead? Is that what you mean? Like, because <laughs> they're not, they haven't got a chronic illness, but they're not healthy at all. And you're talking about that as well. You can't catch health. It's something I think people need to really understand. It's, I mean, this, I mean, it's, studies have shown, obviously, that our bodies talk to each other, and this is one of the things we get into. And also how <clears throat> if me and you are next to each other and I'm unhealthy and you're healthy, then I will be taking some of your energy away. It's one of those things. It's pretty seen the research into this, right, how bodies communicate. Some people are plugs and sockets, depending on, and that's why people can be around low-energy people or ill people who are healthy and feel drained afterwards. But that's a very different aspect of how bodies communicate compared to what they're talking about in terms of microbes, pathogens, and viruses. And you said there about H HIV, that was um, Gallo 
and Fauci as, as well, I think it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. talking about that, and, 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 and even the, the recent film that's come out about a pandemic, how they've completely destroyed that lady's reputation, a doctor... Um, Judy Mikovits. Mikovits, that's it, yeah, Judy Mikovits. Um, and, I mean, they, and they talk about this, like, and then they, they go, oh, but vaccines cured um, polio, they cured smallpox, or actually, I think stats have shown that when smallpox vaccine was inside circulation, uh, deaths from smallpox were actually higher. Countries that didn't have the polio vaccine were cured of polio twice as fast. Um, the damage that these vaccines are doing on all these countries, like in Africa, what they've done uh, in terms of sterilizing people. I mean, Bill Gates is in, 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 under investigation in India for paralyzing upwards of 460,000 uh, people with, with that vaccine. And this is just like, you think, one of the things I saw, I saw in here, which is, it was like the COVID-19 death rate without a vaccine is lower than the flu death rate with a vaccine. I was actually like, quite, I was laughing at that. <laughs> and and um, it's just some of the things, because I, I want to I want to really go, go into this with people, because as you said there, these are detox symptoms. And also, the amount of fear that they've put into people, and some people say, well, how what, what people how are people getting ill? Wuhan and Italy, and we'll go into that. But also, like, the placebo effect, how powerful that is. And the nocebo effect. I think placebo effect, it was like, I think I did a, I did a video on this the other day, and it's like 36 to 62% effective. Like, it's more powerful than any drug. If you think you're going to be healthy or think you're going to be okay, you know, they've done surgeries on people where they've cut them open, not performed any surgery, sewn them back up, and said, oh, you're healed. And because the brain thinks it's all right, it's back surgery. It's just, like, been done so it works <clears> even without pills, even with, like, actual... Um, structural issues and the nocebo effect has been shown as well if you feel that you're going to get ill or feel like one of the scientists didn't believe this he tried it on his own son told his son oh you don't look very well got his wife to um, play along and got his teacher to play along told his son that you know he's feeling ill within two hours they got, his son started to feel really sick and when they told him it was just like, it was just a fabrication just to try and see if it worked he couldn't believe how powerful the mind was in terms of that so you know, the nocebo effect and placebo effect are very powerful. And if people are scared stiff that they're going to get a virus, then no wonder this fear is something that, because this is one of the things I want to talk about, it's, this is one of the things that can start the detoxification process or the body in terms of making internal viruses, because viruses are exogenous, made internally, the fire engines that put out fires, correct? So um, just for people out there, like what, what other things can cause this and... Why would the pharmaceutical industry, or why would these other doctors, I say, I mean, bought and paid for doctors, it's what they are, how, how, is, how have they been able to sort of, not to say brainwash people, but how have their studies, for example, they, sh- they, they talk about being able to transfer viruses, but you, you've shown with your research that it's not possible. In fact, you can't even um, identify viruses for creating disease. So a couple of questions. Um, First of all, going to that, like the research you've shown in terms of not even being able to, not being able to see, uh, isolate this virus, and other things that can create viral viral issues within the body, or yeah, yeah, in terms of immune system viral uh, conditions. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's start with this. I mean, Stephen Lanka's case is just a great a great viewpoint of it, right? So the guy puts out an, a reward, and by the way, there are people who put out rewards for this coronavirus. Two million dollars in gold bars, and no one's collected it, uh, right? And then, uh, and then another doctor I saw, uh, who I actually know, um, gosh, what's his name escaping me, which is great, Tim O'Shea, 
Uh, Tim put out a reward, $5,000 cash out of his own pocket if you could prove the existence of the virus. And then uh, Stephen Lanka went to Supreme Court over this issue, right? And he said, basically, based on Cox postulates, you have to – and I'll try and do this in layman terms – you have to be able to completely isolate the virus, which no one can do. Uh, then you need to take it and inject it into a group of people or animals. And you have to create the exact same symptomology in all of the people injected, right? Because this is the only true way that you can prove that causality is tied to the virus itself, right? So you, this whole... Well, lots of people have it; they're asymptomatic. I mean, that's absolute bullshit. That's that's how you hoodwink the population. I mean, that's that's magic 101, right? So, no, you have to isolate the virus, inject it to a group of people. It has to cause the identical symptomology in all of those people. You then need to be able to retake the virus out of those same infected people or animals re-isolate it again and reinfect another group of the population and have identical symptomology. And not one of those four steps has ever been done. And, and in 2020, right, 2020 publications on PubMed, there are multiple of them stating this coronavirus thing, uh, blah, 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 blah. By the way, none of, the, none of what we're talking about here satisfies Cox postulates. Oh, how convenient that you can't, you didn't actually prove that it works. You're just doing what you were funded to report on, which is complete BS. Right. So Stephen Lanka goes to the Supreme Court. The guy tries to collect his reward and Supreme Court upholds that there is no evidence. And that guy is wrong. And what they did was if you Google, because if you go to Google, you know, they're trying to doctor the results. They even have articles showing that Stephen Lanka didn't win. But if you go and look at it, Stephen Lanka did win. What are you talking about? Right. So you see this cover up nonstop. It's just like the it's like the social media stuff that we're seeing right now. Listen, if there was nothing to hide and everything was true, they wouldn't be deleting videos left, right, and center. I mean, the censorship is at a ridiculous all-time high. Then you got Fauci on TV saying the death rates are X, that they're really high and they're so bad. And then he publishes in March on the New England Journal of Medicine saying that the death rates are 0.01%, like they're just non-existent, and that everyone who's dying was already sick, and so there's no proof of causality but, you know, they, this, the scam is right there, hidden right in plain sight. Well, millions of people are infected, uh, but, hey, they're asymptomatic. So, well, wait a second. The virus either causes X, Y, Z, or it doesn't. It can't be that gray. And, you know, how are they measuring it? Oh, by antibody titers. Well, antibody titers, when it suits their story, means that you're immune to it, and you've already got the virus and you're immune to it. But when it doesn't suit their story, it means that you're infected. Well, you're either infected or you have the virus. Like, which, which is it, right? They're playing this whole game over and over and over and over and over again. The scam is hidden in plain sight for anybody to see it, right? So you, th this week, an Italian minister comes out just chastising everyone in the Italian government saying, damn it, our health minister keeps publishing alternative numbers from the media, and you guys are lying your asses off. Stop the lying. Stop the lying. He's screaming at the top of his lungs like, you are lying your asses off. These are not the real numbers. Stop saying these deaths are real. And what else do we see? You go look at the pneumonia charts. You go look at the flu charts this year. You go look at terrorism charts. Heart rates, death rates, cancer rates, death rates from anything, all-cause mortality this year is way down. I mean, way, way, way down. And that shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. We already know it would be iatrogenic deaths, meaning death by doctors is the highest cause of death on planet Earth. When the heart surgeons go into a weekend conference, heart, heart death rates go down that same weekend of the conference. And so we've got hospitals closed all over planet Earth. 
Uh, you know, so the, but all of a sudden there's no pneumonia deaths this year. There's no flu deaths this year. There's no terrorists. Like, oh, you know, one hell of a virus we got going on. It just cured every other ailment on planet Earth, right? At the same time. So, but they, they know this game. They did this with polio. They renamed the symptomology of polio and started calling it other diseases to mask the fact that it never really went away. And they did this this year with pneumonia and the flu and lots of other things, right? So if they can just rename something, the scam can play on and go on over and over and over. And this is a very old scam. They just keep recycling it. What I can't get over and what I'm so incensed about is that we've lost all freedoms globally and all on a recycled scam that everybody should have been able to see through like in an instant because we've seen this before. H1N1, H5N1, H25N, swine flu, bird flu, avian flu. They just keep doing this whole thing. And this whole thing started. It was the coronavirus. No, no, no. No, it was SARS-NCoV-2. No, 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 no. Um, no, we're changing the name again. It's uh, They just keep changing the game. This game is, is such a scam here to play. And then they said, it's the novel coronavirus novel meaning it's fictional they're telling you it's fictional right from day one Fauci's writing in the New England Journal telling you it's fictional like uh, it's it's so frustrating because it's so there to see and anyone looking at the historical record knows that nobody's contagion's never been proven which leads me back to your point earlier you know I like what you said so I've, I've posted lots of stuff about surgeries right and it's amazing the cognitive dissonance because you po you send these studies on surgery where they fake the surgery versus those who got the surgery and the results are the same and they keep doing these stuff they didn't do a lot of these studies because it's unethical because they have to anesthetize these people which is super dangerous already so putting them at risk just from anesthesiology but they're not doing the surgery they'll even do an incision in the area and do a little stitching so they believe it and then they're every time they do this they're showing that surgeries are all completely useless but everybody believes it Right. So this woman says, oh, you don't know how bad my hips were. And I'm all like, look at this study, look at this study, look at this study, look at this study. And people say, well, well, why are people sick then? Well, let's see. Italy had a forced vaccination campaign right before this happens. There are studies on PubMed showing anyone who got the flu recently has had a dramatically increased risk of testing positive for coronavirus. Oh, how convenient. Italy is one of the highest 5G populations. Italy is one of the oldest countries in the world. Like, okay, so all the seniors are dying. People, people at 93 die, like newsflash people. <laughs> the only people who died this year were those who were going to die in 2020 anyway. No one wants to hear it. It's not that we don't have empathy for them, but these were people who were slated to die. These are not new deaths. And women are like, well, well, don't all your don't all your menstrual cycles sync up when you hang out with each other, right? <laughs> oh, so you're saying being around other people can't influence anything? Yeah, that doesn't mean that we're contagious. And you know, we've got we've got quantum physics studies showing that plants communicate with each other all the time, and they ramp up their immune defenses based on threats that are external to them. So you factor in placebo, nocebo, all those things that you mention, and you say, oh, wait a second. Of course, this explains why some people were sick. It's so obvious. And then right back to I iatrogenic deaths, when people go into the hospital, it's death by doctor. And you can find all kinds of studies on PubMed showing that the last SARS outbreak, all kinds of people were dying from the treatment. And so someone dares step foot in the hospital now when they got a little sniffle. And the doctors are making sure they put a nail in their coffin. And we've got doctors coming up from New York City and all over the place saying, oh, my God, these ventilators. This is a mess. This is a disaster what we're doing to people. Like, we're killing them. We're, we're inducing comas on people who have the sniffles. And they're not waking up from it. Like, so 
lo and behold, death by a doctor. And then if you didn't, if you got bit by a shark, by the way, you also died of coronavirus this year too. So layer after layer after layer of scam. This is really hard to, uh, to, to palate. (laughs) No, no, you're right. That, that one, I put, I put something out a week ago or so. And it was about the amount of people writing in saying my dad died of, brain cancer and they put covid or heart heart failure or whatever it is and it's just like around people didn't ask this is how what they did and i think it was march 26th they actually changed the, the legislation so anyone who's got it they just had to they just so that all, all the stats for deaths were coming right down before we went into lockdown lockdown happened they shot all the way up because they changed not because they think they died of covid19 because they didn't um, but because they changed the, the stats, they said, "Oh, if they if they test positive for it, then it's a co-. and even if you think they might have done it, straight away it's COVID." And as I, you're saying there about um, doctors, the deaths that doctors cause, you know, you used to be able to Google it. Um, I don't use Google anymore because it's a complete farce. But you can look it up. It was like, you even said on there, the third leading cause of death in the free world in America was a medical mistake. If they were being honest, it's the first leading cause of death. Um, and a few things there. I just want to go, going to go into the testing for it as well because you mentioned that. Um, you can keep that thought. What you said about doctors as well with HIV, I remember this. They were saying, well, how comes people are dying? Or how do they get HIV? Well, go on, if, you, if people listen to this, the deadly, the deadly Deception by Dr. Robert Wilner. He's got a YouTube video. He talks about it. Same, same way as any virus. is like malnutrition, fear, like not being very toxic internally, environment, toxic internal environment, poor living uh, conditions, uh, anything like this, like water supply that's just filthy. This is what causes it, and also the vaccine that was pumped through a lot of these people, which in I think it was in they say it was in the in the gay community, but a lot of them got I think it was a HPV vaccine back then. I think it was. Which, but some things come out along those lines, but anyway, even they even show you this in the cinema with Matthew McConaughey. I think it's uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Where he gets diagnosed with AIDS and or HIV, and instead of going down the medical route of doing all the things they want to do, he starts he starts taking supplements. He starts living healthier, and all of a sudden he's looking good. And other people are coming to him for advice rather than the doctors. What happens? They shut down his ability to get these supplements, and all of a sudden he starts getting really ill. And they they say they take him off the market. They can't get him. They start giving him drugs. All of a sudden they, they were saying that I think it was Anzac. The drug was that completely destroyed people, killed them. And then they get a little bit better because they give you a blood transfusion. And so doctors look like the miracle, miracle workers, but they're not. <laughs> and then they give them more drugs. And it was the drug that actually completely destroyed. It's a new suppressing drug. And it's like you have cancer. So it's amazing. And people don't want to see this because they think doctors are good people. They're not into it. And most doctors are good people, but they've been taught something that's completely wrong. And because they've spent mm. so long learning it, it's very hard for them to... It's like trying to tell Jews to become Muslim or Muslims to become Hindu. You know, they just they bought into this nonsense so deep that they, they they can't even comprehend that what they're doing is is wrong or yeah. causing deaths. You know, and I want to add to that. Is this so? So that HIV was the virus that they said that caused AIDS that caused death. No, no, AIDS means acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. It's a description of symptoms. That's all that it is. It's not a disease, and they acquired it through drugs. So they were putting them on massive, insane cocktails of drugs that would destroy their immune system, basically putting them on, on high-dose chemo is basically what they did for, for the layman to understand. They put, and everyone knows that chemo destroys the immune system. They put them on low-dose chemo until they acquired the symptoms and then died. It was an iatrogenic death. 
And you know, listen, when they look at the death statistics for proving doctors are the number one cause of death in the world, it's definitely number one. It's not number three. It's not even close to number three. They, they eliminate abortions off of that list, for starters, which are doctor-induced deaths, which skyrockets them, which makes them like 100x more than, than heart disease and cancer. Like, it, they, they are the biggest cause of death by such a long shot on the planet. There's nobody can, who can contest that factually. That's a fact. That doesn't mean the individuals don't have good intentions. They're just like Manchurian candidates, exactly like Manchurian candidates. Oh, my God. You know, listen, I've got some good friends who are MDs, like personal friends, nicest people. But if you dare challenge their cognitive dissonance, like they, it's not that they're not even getting angry about it. They just, they just shut down. Like, and here's the thing. You get these good intention people who had good intentions all along. For them to see through what they're doing, they have to now take personal responsibility that all these people who trusted them for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, that they've been hurting them, that, that they caused all this autism, that they caused all this immune dysfunction, that they damaged other people's children, that they damaged their own children. You're asking them to accept that their whole life was hurting people when... These are their friends. You know, they care about a lot of their patients because they're buddies with a lot of them, literally. Now you're asking them to accept that they've caused enormous tidal waves of lifelong harm. They don't they don't wanna they don't wanna process that and own that responsibility. That's a lot of responsibility to own. It's a lot of responsibility for them to own that they fucked up their own kids. Like that you know, wh why do most autistic mothers who refuse to see it? They don't wanna own that living in ignorance paid a very very high tax on that, right? The tax of ignorance is very high. And so to get them to understand that, they don't want to. So they just they just literally shut down. They refuse to look at it. Like I asked my buddy, I showed him a video of like the C the head of the CDC ASIP committee, the head of the WHO, all of these people at the same time in one small thing in a video saying, we really don't have any safety data and we need more safety data. And then I said, he said, oh no, not all that's taken out of context. I'm all like, Show me the studies. Show me the PubMed studies where the safety data is. Here's a compilation of 1,200 studies showing that they're not safe. Here's a Supreme Court saying that they're unavoidably unsafe. Just shutting, like, literally like a computer that just freezes like a blue screen, right? <laughs> and shuts down. They're not going to They're not going to acknowledge that. I'm just saying they're just going to attacking you, saying, oh, you're anti-science. It's like, no, you're anti-science. That's right. Science is it's like through observation and experiment. And if I keep observing people dying after vaccines or going into shock or getting like whatever, uh, the whole myriad of systems that you, uh, um, symptoms that you can see on a vaccine insert, it's like who's anti-science now, me or you? But the science is settled. Now the only thing science, the only science that's settled is that vaccines are an abomination to people's health. And um, not like if I say I say this all the time, Terry. If it's a vitamin C infusion or a Myers cocktail, or if you get an NAD infusion, I'm open to that. So are you probably because it's immune boosting. Yeah. yeah. But what we're not open to is a comical, uh, it's comical, a um, a cocktail of toxic uh, carcinogenic chemicals being infused into body, injected into the body, bypassing like every single defense you've got, and. I mean, these things, I said to people before, you put those ingredients in a glass, I get someone to drink it, I get 25 years to life, you know. That's how poisonous yeah. these are. And so, as you're saying there, like, a lot of these, they've got this, um, and because, like, they talk about, as someone said the other day, someone put this post, um, oh, I don't know who to believe anymore. All the doctors, um, virologists, epidemiologists, yeah, um, all agree it's a deadly virus, but my friend 
down the road thinks that it's not. And I was like, right, yeah, that's the most ignorant thing you've ever said. All your bought and paid for doctors, scientists, and epidemiologists think that, <laughs> epidemiologists think that. All the independent ones don't. Uh, and your friend who you're probably talking about there has probably done more research than all those doctors you do, and they're not on the, they're not being bought and paid for or funded by all these symptoms. And this is the thing. Dr. Patar was, was used to be pro vaccine until one destroyed his, his child. A lot of these doctors are like that, you know. Some when they actually do come out and speak against it, he said, Well, lots of people have been pro vaccine. I was talking about this as well. There would be no one against vaccines if they were safe. If they were it's like no one's against apples. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. and so like it's one of those things. What you think we're just doing it for a laugh? No, it's because we care, and so really important right. for people to understand. And and you know, as you have, I have dealt with lots of vaccine injured children and parents that have gone through this. And the only once again, as you said, all the people that are testing positive for this, a lot, uh, I think it's like ninety five percent of them have had a vaccine in the last year, maybe even more. Um, and so, well, you know. And I want to really add to that. So a lot of people say, no, so-and-so I know uh, tested positive. And by the way, in every single case, it's my cousin's uncle's great nephew's aunt that I heard tested positive. I'm like, no, it's not possible you tested positive. Like, what do you mean? No, no, he tested positive. Like, no, it's not possible you tested positive. There is no reliable, accurate test in existence. It's never been isolated. The, the PCR test is a joke. The guy who invented the PCR test is absolutely in no shape, way, or form should this be used as a diagnostic tool. It's not accurate at all. And you know, in, the 2020, in 2020, we got studies coming out showing that the po- false positive rate was over 80%. Listen, that, that's, that's like if you compare that to Vegas odds, that's meaning that there are no – none of the positives can be taken as an actual positive because there's no way to verify it. There is no next test that they go and verify it. There's no test that satisfies Cox postulates. So anyone who said they tested positive, which the CDC, by the way, stopped stopped uh, testing a long time ago. They've openly admitted just anyone who's a suspicious case. Stage 4 lung cancer? Oh, that's a respiratory illness. Ah, And you see the media talks very carefully. They say – he died with COVID. They're not saying died because of COVID-19, right? There's a big difference how they language that. But you look at this PCR test and, you, and someone says, I tested positive. No, it's not possible. There is no accurate or reliable test in existence anywhere. No way to verify it. Just for people out there, I want you to go into that. Just to explain to them because I've got something here for them. It says the PCR test simply tests for genetic material. Uh, and was never designed to diagnose or confirm any disease. The PCR process was simply designed to make smaller pieces of genetic material more visible under high-powered microscopes. So it's, it's never been des- diagno- uh, designed for that, for the diagnosis of, of COVID-19. Uh, and that someone said, it's the same reason the government authorities have been fingered worldwide for falsely identifying deaths from CB19 when COVID was never confirmed as a cause of death. Fake numbers, fake, infe- uh, fake infection, falsely inflated um, fear, and you know, it's just it's it's just madness. Like, and and people bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. And because I don't want, was it, what's the quote? I think Mark Twain. I think it was him. Said it's much easier to fool someone than, than to tell them they've been fooled. Um, and, yeah. and so it's and so for people out there, you know, because people say, as you said, oh, you tested positive. Positive for what? 
if, there's, if there is no accurate or reliable test and it's never been properly isolated once, then no, you didn't. No, it's so it's like test positive. Like, absolutely impossible. There's a zero chance of that. It's, it's, a, it's in the negatives. There's not a chance that you were positively tested because there's no accurate and reliable test. There is no level two verifying test. There's the PCR test, which is wildly inaccurate, and everybody knows it, including the guy who invented it. And all scientists know that it doesn't count. It doesn't count for anything. And if you, and it, all, all they did was change the magnification on the microscope, and then they could make sure that everybody tests positive or that everybody tests negative. Well, wait a second. That's not objective at all. And there is no other test. And by the way, you ask anyone who's working in the hospital, anyone who's working in a lab, or just go to the CDC's website. They're admitting to you that they're not testing. Anyone who's presumed, assumed, or, well, anything and hospitals listen hospitals got all their other revenue streams cut off that's how the scam works they cut off all their other revenue streams and then they incentivize people to the tune of thirteen thousand or thirty nine thousand for marking covid well all of these hospitals all the doctors all of the nurses every health institution lost all of their other revenue and now they're giving thirty nine thousand when they're losing cash night and day to put covid on the thing well, guess what they're going to do? They've incentivized the hell out of them to lie their asses off, right? So, like, it, the whole thing staged, and, and then you see on TV that this hospital's like a war zone. And then some guy goes down with his camera phone on YouTube the exact same day, an hour later, and the hospital's empty. All the actors went home, right? And, and it, it, there's videos all over the internet of people with their cell phones walking through hospitals. They're all empty everything is empty it's like if it's empty everywhere i i I asked a friend i asked a personal friend who's a medical doctor and i said listen why haven't you spoken out he said well i I kind of believe the mainstream narrative for starters he said but even if i saw through all of it it's so unpopular for me to speak out right now i would be going against all of my other partners all of my other colleagues Anyone in town who really believes the story, we'd lose their business. I'd, I'd look like I was crazy and our revenue would go down dramatically. It's a small community. I can't speak out. You see, so they just created this whole thing. It's like a flywheel thing to make sure that no one actually speaks out and the truth never gets out, no matter what the truth really is, in terms of the eye of the public, because no one wants to admit they were bamboozled. The other scam that's at play right here that no one wants to talk about, but it's it's so salient to this whole thing for how they pulled it off. This thing gets pulled off, Ryan, by telling people, right? If you lead a very insignificant life in any other way, like your life is boring, you're not out there trying to change the world, you're not running your own business. Some of these people don't even have jobs. Like they do nothing of a, of of significance in their life. Let's just use that gen, general broad term. And now I come in and say, listen. You're the hero. You're just as much of a hero as the frontline heroes. You are saving lives of people in your community if you just go along with all of our bullshit. If you wear your muzzle when you leave home, if you don't have Easter dinner with your family, you're saving lives. You're a special person. And you know what? They tried this bluff and it worked. It worked. And literally, that's why you see all over the internet, hashtag stay home, hashtag saving lives, right? These people literally believe in their life was so insignificant, now they got a little shred of significance out of somewhere. So now they feel like they get to play along and play hero, and they feel connected when the world has never been more disconnected. They feel connected to other people. 
Tony Robbins has said it well, six human needs psychology. All I need to get you to do is meet three emotional needs at a high level, and it's an absolute addiction. And good luck on trying to break an addiction on people. And this is what we have right now. So listen, to give up on the bamboozle now, you have to admit that you were had. You have to admit that you're a schmuck. You have to admit that your head was in the sand. You have to admit that you're gullible, that you're naive. And now you're also insignificant. And you now you have to admit that you participated in crushing the middle class and hurting all the families in your community, doing the exact opposite of what the TV said. So now they have to give up their addiction. They have to give up all this other stuff. They have to admit all kinds of so they're just never going to give up on the bamboozle, right? Carl Sagan said it really well so long ago, right? The problem was once you're bamboozled, it's almost impossible to get someone out of the bamboozle. Very similar to what Mark Twain was saying. But once they're bamboozled, they're not going to give it up no matter how obvious it is at this point. And so the, the, the manipulators of the world know that they can pull this whole thing off with, ju with, ju with just a lie. You know, my first post when this thing started was the best way to fight the coronavirus was not to wear masks, was to throw your TV out the window, right? To think the CIA has been involved with with the, with the media for so long, this is this is a fact. This has been the Supreme Court. Like the TV lies to you every day of your life for your entire existence, and you believe all of a sudden today they're telling the truth. Like that is just astounding to me. Just astounding. I, I apologize. I get so heated up over this because I just can't. I just can't get over how bad the scam is and how obvious it is and, and how they pulled it all off with the TV. No guns necessary. World War Three. Global takeover of everything with a stupid, silly lie on the TV that is so easy to dismantle, it's, it's hard to swallow. It's actually scary how easy it was. Yeah, uh, it really is scary. And, and uh, as you said there, CIA, anyone who's watched, watched the show, Out of Shadows, they've been sitting there, I've known this a long time, but they've been put it up recently, you know, six companies run the whole world uh, media, so when you think you're getting different news, you're not. And it's all the same, like the left versus right, and it's just to create division, a lot of nonsense in the CIA program, stay at home, save lives. Um, what was the other one? The new normal. I actually put a post out later today, and I got an email through saying, I'm not brainwashed, I'm saving lives. I was like, of course you are. Uh, yeah, you see it, it's right there. That's their plan, right? You know when they give you the Manchurian candidate line, right? Social distancing. You've never used that term your entire life. What are you talking about? I'm just saving lives. Oh, okay, now we see the whole scam in plain view. It's actually quite. I had to put a vote up the other day, and um, who still believes the mainstream narrative? And 78% actually don't, which is quite interesting. A lot of them don't. Um, but you know, it, some of my some of my friends still like um, just in case. Just in case what? Like, like <laughs> also get to the point. That was really important. Like, uh, that's a good point that you put out there about how they've it's all empowered people just to, to to stay at home and save lives. But the other ones, like, at what point? Does your freedom and living a life where you can do anything you want become more important than not dying? Even though, I don't think this is a whole scam anyway, but at what point you're like, you know what, I'm good, just going to live my life because it's this whole uncertainty thing, it's like life's always uncertain. Oh, I'm not going to do that just in case. What, you're not going to drive a car in case you're going to have a car crash? You're not going to get on a plane anymore in case the plane crashes, you know? Are you not going to go out and eat food at a restaurant in case you get food poisoning? You know, you're not going to have a bath in case you drowned. You know, you know what I mean. So it's like, at what point of this deadly virus, which has even been shown to be so undeadly, it's not like it's it's not even 99.9. It's like 99.99991 whatever it is, in chance of like not getting it. The same as I should put a stat the other day about all the other diseases that that the the, the the death rate before vaccines come out, and they're all like 99.9 or 7 99.7 percent, like no chance of getting them. And it's just this whole thing they have managed to do it. It's just 
batshit crazy how the world but but because we're in this world Terry we know this and because we obviously putting stuff out to people that are open minded sometimes you forget how many people are still completely asleep but who's that famous comedian he talks talking about America he says you know they, they call it the American, the American dream because you've got to be asleep to believe it. Sleep to believe it, right, yeah. George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin. It's wicked. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so it's one of those things, right? It's, it's, it's people are some, it's actually amazing. Like in my circle, because of me, I think more people like, they, they, they like, okay, it makes them. After a while, it's, I say to them, what have they actually got to do to tell you this is a scam? Have they got to come out and say it? Because they've said it in lots of different ways, but they've actually got to come out and say, we are, this is all a scam. Like, this is, it's hard. Which, Which they, they have, have done. done. Yeah, they have come out and said it many times, times and, and then the people, people still disregard it and say, No, that's not really what he meant. Well, you know, you got Trump you got you know, you got Trump's vice president coming on TV and says we're in a live exercise training drill here. Right? And then you got the you got the Prime Minister of Canada coming out, he's like, I'm doing my part to participate in the collusion. <laughs> these are not accidental statements. Like that's what people want to know. That's not what he really meant. Nope, that's exactly what they meant. This is event, there was event 201, this is just event 202. But, listen, at the end of the day, tra- deaths by traffic accident in China alone, just in one country alone, are like more than a thousand times higher than all of this COVID-19 deaths globally all put together. Right, so are we just going to stop driving? Here's the thing, you know why people are willing to give up their freedoms? They believe that the government is trying is in with them, like they're partners in this whole saving lives business, and that the government all of a sudden was so scared they turned benevolent for the first time in human history, and that life is going to be great after this. The government's look. The government's even willing to mail us checks while we're at home. See, they care about us. They're taking care of us, right? As if a one twelve hundred dollar check in three months uh, is going to pay a family of five's mortgage and food and phone and all. You know, like the family phone plan costs about that same amount, right? So. <sighs> This is so frustrating, right? So the government's coming up and literally telling you, yes, we did lie to you. <clears throat> we made the whole thing up. The whole thing's been a lie. Like you said, do you, are we waiting for the government to tell us? But they did tell us. Mm. Fauci in the same day comes on TV and says these are the death rates. And the same day he's publishing a New England Journal of Medicine, right? Like I told my medical doctor friend and I said, did you see, did you see that Fauci report? Is that, is that, is that not going to get you to do it? He's all like, what, what Fauci report? He published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Saying that the death rates are a fraction of 1%. He's like, no, he didn't. No, there's no way he did. No, yeah, he did. He's like, the same Fauci on TV. He's like, I didn't see that. I'm like, I know you didn't see that. But if I show it to you, does that end the bamboozle? He's like, I got to see this report. I sent him the report. Still didn't let go of the story. <laughs> he's like, but yeah, no, no, Fauci wouldn't say that. No, Fauci did say that. So he's like, so the deaths are a fraction of 1%? Yeah. Yeah, like it's all over with, right? Like, ah, oh, and and the bamboozle still goes on. That was like, it's going to be a month before that's over. Like, we're gonna. It, it's been more than a month, I think, already. It is more than a month since that's been over. That was like six weeks ago. Um, they even put in like one of the things. I think it was in April. No, uh, May, March nineteenth. One of them. Anyway, it said anything like this date. COVID is no longer considered contagious or whatever it was in the actual government documents, and people were still like. And it's because they're saying, oh, people are asymptomatic. They're carrying it and you might get it. And this is why the, the reintroduction phases are like every three weeks. It's fucking, it's the most 
mind-blowingly stupid thing. And also over here, our distance is two meters. In Australia, it's one point five. Uh, in a, so Spain, it jumps further over here. Um, and it's just so much. Stuff. The other thing, there, I don't know if you've seen about the company. Do you know about Serco at all? You heard about Serco? Yeah, yeah, and and Bill Gates and all the things behind it. Like one of the images I got shown the other day, the amount of, I mean, he's obviously backed every single horse in the race when it comes to the vaccine companies. It's like racketeering as well as being in, involved in bed with like the WHO and Guardia and Vaccine Network and everything else. Bill Gates and then Serco. A lot of people don't know about them. Their, their tagline is the biggest company you've never heard of, whose spider web is involved in everything, and you trace it back to the Crown. In England, actually, don't know if you, you've done much research. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and so they were saying that Bill Gates started buying more, more, more shares in their company. So it's like, how many of these things have to add up before you know people start actually using their brain and going right? The same. Oh, he's a philanthropist. A philanthropist. You know, he wants to help people. He's put all his money into vaccines. <laughs> in, in UK alone, he's set to make thirty-one, uh, thirty-one billion. Five or just under thirty-one billion five hundred million pounds if you vaccinate if you've got a mandated vaccine, and it's not. But the masses in UK, that's the amount of power people that you can buy with that is already. And thirty-five of the um of the people on the out of thirty-seven people in the UK vaccine network, thirty-five of them have been paid over two hundred million by Bill Gates, and so that's huge. Two hundred million, mm-hmm. All right? Uh, what else do you need to know? What, what else do you need to know, right? It's just every every one of these points should dismantle the whole thing on their own in isolation. That's the most frustrating point. And, and, and like someone said to me, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I mean, on the fence, I've been posting thousands of pieces of evidence. How the hell could you possibly be on the fence about it? How many do you need? What is the number? And people are like, well, it's, it's still kind of dangerous in the hospitals, all this stuff. Listen, the internet is full of people and there only is the COVID war because they shut down the entire hospital and the hospital is still full of nurses and doctors making music videos all over the goddamn internet. And they're telling us it's a war zone. Well, where, where, where are all the sick people while they're making music videos? Like the only hospital employees left, the rest of the world is completely unemployed. Listen, if this were a war zone, they would have reassigned all the employees to go work in the COVID war. They would have sent them to New York City. They would have, you know, the the, the, the battleship that they tried to do, yeah, they staged the picture right behind the Statue of Liberty as the ship comes in to take away all your freedoms. There's never a sick person on the entire ship. So, of course, they sent the damn ship home and people still won't let go of the story. There's guys downtown interviewing ambulance drivers in New York City, right, saying, are you busy? We haven't picked up a single person. No, we haven't seen anybody. We're not leaving. And these trucks are not moving or not, not doing anything. Then you get they get caught putting a dummy on TV, and people still don't give it up. People's like, oh, I, oh yeah, all your tough talk. I'd like to see you go into the quarantine ward. I'm all like, let me say this in no uncertain terms in the most crude possible way. So hopefully you actually hear it for a change. I'll gangbang everybody in quarantine, lick the door handle on the way out, and I will be fine. There's nothing you can catch. It's impossible to catch anything, right? It's impossible. Like you can, listen, more than 50% of German men go to a brothel once a week. It's a part of their culture. The wives accept it. This is a known fact. And if you think that they're always wearing condoms, they're not. And they're coming home just fine. Like people wake the hell up. And then you think you're going to get it by some invisible bug. We see people driving around in their cars by themselves with masks on. We see people jogging down the street with masks on. What do you think? There's an invisible bug that's going to come out and jump at you and attack you? Like, oh, 
you know, you spend your whole life building your resiliency and your health, and you think that an invisible bug that no one can isolate in a microscope is just going to take you down. I mean, it's such bullshit. People say, but I hear this all the time. Someone said to me, um, you know, other than the heart attack my uncle recently had and the cancer that he had, he was perfectly healthy. Like they say those three statements in the same sentence, right? Other than the cancer and his three heart attacks and his 18 stents and his 14 pharmaceuticals, he was perfectly healthy. He's still jogging and everything. Oh, so jogging is the only metric for health? He doesn't even smoke. Oh, well, what a great metric of health you, you've got there. You know, like <laughs> he doesn't even eat at McDonald's every day. Like he's perfectly healthy. Like that is how our society measures health, right? Oh, I went to the hospital. And my doctor put a hammer onto my knee and grabbed my balls while I coughed. And he said, I'm healthy. Oh, yeah, those are great measures of health. What a great measure of health. Your testicles move when you cough and, he, and your knee moves when you got hit with a hammer. Well, of course, that must mean you're perfectly healthy. <laughs> he looked into my eye. Is he an iridologist? No, he's got no training in that whatsoever. Okay, so he looked in your eye. That means you're healthy? No, it doesn't mean well, – like, <laughs> what are we measuring health with? You know, I joke around medical doctors. I'm like, you're trying to tell me that your annual checkup, that, that, confer that confirms that I'm healthy? <laughs> oh, his heart's still working. I can hear it beating in the stethoscope. He's still alive. Well, he's got a pulse. That's the only metric of health. Uh, he's still alive. Therefore, he's healthy. Uh, you know. Oh, God damn it. As you said, this is the thing. Like, the problem is the reason why people sort of half believe it is because – because they think that not believing it, the impact could be so big, they're like scared to death that they might die. Uh, and and for that, they're giving away their freedoms, their way, they're like, going towards communism, it's right, we'll pay your wages, this is what they want, right? So everyone's, everyone, who, 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 who benefits in this? To ruin the, whole, ruin the whole economy. I'll tell you who benefits. Well, people like Bill Gates is going to be earning trillions. and Trillions. Trillions, like in the pharmaceutical companies. And then, Amazon, Amazon companies like that whose stocks going through the roof. So they get with all the little little businesses, medium businesses, and it's going to be a big conglomerates, Walmart and stuff like that. And then we're being to Blade Runner. And so, so I say to people, and as you said there as well, this is another thing I talk about. I think it was Doctor Thomas Cowan talked about. It. He said, "Well, if all the, all the dolphins start getting ill, would you be like oh, it's a random virus, or would you think someone's put something in the water?" Yeah, yeah. And and it's like I say to people as well when people talk about vaccines and their pets getting vaccinated. I say, "Well." Why aren't all those wolves in the wild dead? Then? Yeah, I say the same thing, why, right? Why, why aren't all those uh, yeah alligators and hippo, hippos and lions? Why aren't they all dead in the wild from all these diseases that are lying around? You know, yeah, why, why don't we need to vaccinate them? them? Yeah. You know, they, they don't need rabies. What is that? What is that? The wolves? Your dog is a wolf, all right? There's no difference between your dog and a wolf. Absolutely nothing except for the weight on the scale. Period. And and, and you've spoon fed him for life, so he doesn't have to hunt. He's just a lazy wolf. That's all he is. So why do, why don't they need rabies out in the wild? I say the same thing all the time. People just can't think for themselves at all. It's impossible. What we should do is we should make a supplement that um, – take over government, make a supplement where everyone has to have it, and we'll sell it at £500 a, uh, a pop, and, and we'd be trillionaires as well. And, and, and we'll mandate it. And we'll mandate it. And then what we we'll do is we we'll say that every pet has to have it as well. I don't care if you've got a parrot. That's got to have it. And then and then we'll be all right. And then I think we'll be all right, me and you. We'll do all right there. But well, who would benefit? Who would benefit? Yeah, if we were selling uh, Chinese herbs or, I don't know, whatever it be, like uh, a nice greens drink or whatever it is, then we'd all benefit. But we'd still benefit the most by, by far. But we'd all benefit. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, it's just fucking crazy. And people don't think they go, oh, well, who benefits? What do you mean, who benefits? It's like, yeah, how can you not see who benefits? Listen, listen, they are shutting down all the G20 countries and they are turning them all into communism. China, China is the model that they are modeling. So they're going to allow capitalism at the high end. But small businesses, that's not allowed anymore. They're eliminating the middle class, widening the gap. And because poor people are easy to control, that's just a fact. And that will never change. Poor people are easy to control. And so all they need to do now, so the government's so nice, they're going to increase the, the basic minimum wages, they're increasing the welfare system. That's to make you easier to control, you stupid lemmings. And then when they put the currency on a digital signal, then, well, listen, then they're going to incentivize it. They're gamifying it, right? There's a, there's a website called globalcitizens.org. I'm not sure if you've seen it or not. It's unbelievable what's on there, right? It boggles your damn mind, right? So they're gamifying the whole thing. If you, what they're going to do in the beginning, because it's going to be a little bit unsavory to force the vaccine, probably in the beginning. So to force it and to bypass resistance, they're going to incentivize it. So in the beginning, you're going to get free points to concert tickets. You're going to get extra grocery money. You're going to get all this other stuff. In the beginning, they're going to incentivize it, right? So the welfare is great. So if you're poor at home, well, they're going to give you an extra $200 of groceries if you sign up for this thing, this ID, this thing, whatever. And then eventually they're going to say, oh, well, now that it's all a digital dollar, anyone without the microchip is not allowed to buy groceries. We're going to turn off your chip. And then you can't even buy groceries. Like, you're done. It's ultimate control grid. Who's benefiting? Oh, my God. Listen, they spelled it all out. There was a Rockefeller paper in 2010 called Lockstep. And if you read that document, everything we're seeing right now is all spelled out for you people. Like Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030, ID 2020. You can find these things. You can see videos of them in their meetings doing this thing, right? Like they're proud of it. You know, it's like it, it's all out there for people to see. Bill Gates came and said it the other day. He said, that's what we're going to have to have. We're going to have to have chips in people to know who's, who's done it in his most annoying voice in the world. You know, we're going to have to have people in microchips. No, mate. It's this. This is why I did a long interview the other day with Tom Barnett. We talked about common law versus statutory law, and about how you need to know your rights rather than your benefits and privileges, because um, they cannot mandate this. Obviously, they can do things like that in terms of food, but no one. These all these laws apply to persons and not men and women, which is quite interesting. And that you've probably done some. You've done some. I've, yeah, I've done, done tons of research on this over stuff. the years. The problem is, here's the problem with it, right? It, in practicality, it leaves because all of the order followers don't think, right? They, they have absolute Stockholm syndrome. They're bootlickers. And you have to convince them, which they are incapable of thinking, and they still mandate the laws, right? Like, try and explain to a cop. That it's immoral, unethical, and absolutely illegal to shut down little girls with lemonade stands. And yet, if a cop is told to go shut down the lemonade stand, unthinkingly, he'll go and harass little girls and shut down the lemonade stand. This shit's happening all over the G20. Um, happens here all the time. They'll shut down lemonade stands because they didn't have a permit to be in business to collect 50 cents. You know, like, get, you know, so... It doesn't matter whether you 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 go try and uh, apply common law; they're just going to overrun it at this point, right? So people say, "Well, it's a violation of my constitution," and this has been proven in Supreme Court over and over again. You are not a signatory to the compact in the constitution, and therefore it doesn't apply to you. You have no rights in the constitution. This has been proven over and over again. People say, "I can't believe that judge said." 
don't come in here bringing your your constitutional rights bullshit. It doesn't apply to you. No, but it, it actually legally, contractually does not apply to you. No one wants to hear that, but David Williams has spelled this out like over and over and over again in black and white, like it doesn't apply to you. Slaves don't have rights. You're in the slave class. In the G20, they are bringing in communism, whether you like it or not, and they are bringing in the total control grid. They're saying it in writing. These are their plans. They're very proud of these plans. And you and I, protesting with a little sign on the steps, is not going to stop it. Unless the cops are so afraid to put on the uniform the next morning. That is the only way that this thing gets stopped. And if it doesn't get stopped, the G20 is done for as we know it and people are just way better off just going where they're treated best rather than trying to fight this because they're going to escalate it so bad look this whole thing is about divide and conquer donald trump being selected not elected was all about divide and conquer them telling and telegraphing the truth about this coronavirus being a scam is all about divide and conquer. They know they want us awake people to see it. They know that we're going to see it. They know that our frustration level is going to go through the roof because it's so obvious. And they knew the sheeple would never see it. And, and now it makes it impossible for you to even be in the same room as someone who's still got their head in the sand because it becomes so intolerable, right? And so everything's about divide and conquer. And this is why when you're the thinking person who goes to the grocery store without your mask on right now, you're getting stink eye. And, and some people are even stepping into people's faces like, you need to go put a mask on. Oh, and get back away from me. You're too close. They did this on purpose. Like handmade, they put Handmaid's Tale out. This book was written a long time ago, and sure enough, they put Handmaid's Tale right before they're planning to make it a reality. Predictive programming in Handmaid's Tale, people are tattletaling on each other, which we're seeing going on right now. They got snitch lines all over in every country of the world right now. In, in Handmaid's Tale, they're not allowed to stand too close to each other, and they're all in the grocery store with masks on, and all the food is being rationed out. Tell me that that is not the reality we're living in right now, right? Handmaid's Tale went from a movie that everyone's like, this is a disturbing movie. We're living in it right now, and you are cheering it on. <laughs> like, uh, you know, in, in the Odyssey, there's a character about Scylla, and it said, all that avails is flight. At some point, you realize that, hey, listen, there's lots of countries where they're not being treated like this. Sweden didn't shut down. Iceland didn't shut down. Brazil didn't shut down anything. Nicaragua didn't shut down anything. Taiwan barely shut down. There's all kinds of countries that haven't shut things down. Georgia. And, and they're making these places very, very friendly to business owners and capitalists and making it very, very friendly, tax-free. And they're abolishing all laws that fly in the face of, 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 of freedom. This is how Singapore got to be the wealthiest and most free country in the world by every metric on planet Earth. <laughs> like I was reading a book from uh, Andrew Henderson called The Nomad Capitalist, and he just said, listen, I don't care what country you live in, but especially if you live in North America or any of the G20 countries, you, you, you've been programmed your whole life that all the other countries are bad and that your country's great and you live in the greatest place in the world and you should feel so lucky. He said, newsflash. On every metric imaginable, your country's not number one in anything. It's not number one in freedoms. It's not number one when it comes to taxes. It's not number one when it comes to business, business-friendly environment. It's not the number one in education. It's not the number one in healthcare. It's not the number one in anything. 
So why don't you just go where you're treated best? There are plenty of welcoming places. And at some point, unfortunately, they're making living in North America so unpalatable. And the sheeple think that we are going to return to kind of normal. Kind of normal where we're all scared of each other. Kind of normal where you're scared to go to a concert. Kind of normal where you might want to wear a mask in a restaurant. Kind of normal where the restaurant is only allowed at 25% capacity, which means they can't be in business. We're not going back to normal. They crushed the middle class. Like they just destroyed it and wiped it out. And it's the greatest transfer of wealth in history, right? They're getting transferred away from all of the common people and all the business owners and getting transferred to all the people in control who orchestrated this whole thing. So when people say, yeah, but who would benefit from this? Who would benefit? Uh, I apologize. I'm ranting. I just uh, this is just intolerable. No, it's all right. It's, with, with that, because I don't want to like, because we're into the thing about common law. I actually want to touch on that, and also want to touch on the countries because. So this is one thing I want people to understand because I I get what you're saying. If you're one person in a sea of people talking about common law and people don't get it, it it's hard. But it can work for you in terms of not getting the mandatory vaccination, in terms of like having those rights because. No one, even in, in travel, in, in the Bible, in the Bible, in the passport, in, in the left-hand side of my passport, it says that they should, they have to help and assist me in travel, and no one should stop me. So if you is this on an actual individual level and with family, I get what you're saying in terms of a bigger, bigger picture. It can be hard because you're the single voice, but vaccinations and stuff can't mandate that to you if you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, and there's things you have to send off, there's things they have to send off, like non-consent forms and things like this. They've gone into it in, in quite a depth thing. You have to do that, okay? And I'm just what? saying, people, because I want, don't want them to, to think, listen to this thing. They got, they can't do anything because that would scare them shitless. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Because there are things you can do. You just need to know. I get what you're saying, but right. So, so, so what, what they're, they're saying, what, what they're, they're saying, saying is, and and listen, listen we're, we're all speculating at this point. It's, it's a very educated speculation, but it's still speculation. speculation. But what they're planning to do is tie the tie the microchip and the vaccine to the driver's license, to the passport, to to literally everything, to getting on a flight, to getting on a bus, to getting on the subway, to getting on anything. They're they're going to make it so you have to have the mandatory chip, and they're literally just going to use technology. So you can't reason with technology. You either pass the scan or you don't, right? So that's what they're trying to do. And then a lot of people are saying, okay, if they make it optional, sure, it's optional. You can do without the bus, but. You're a risk to society, so you're going to a FEMA camp until you choose to take the vaccine. It's still your choice, but you don't get to choose to infect the population. Is that really a choice? Uh, at some point, like, listen, people who live in North Korea right now, people who live in Cuba right now are not allowed to leave. That's how communism works. They're very clear that they're communizing these countries. So at some point, do they shut down the border where you literally cannot leave? Well, we'll have the option of getting a private flight, but eventually you won't be allowed to be on a commercial flight of any kind. You'll be allowed to travel maybe across the border in your RV, but are all those other countries going to allow people who are not vaccinated into their country and, be, and pose a risk to that country? Uh, some countries are going to have policies like that, right? And so... Yeah, you're free to choose, but you're going to be in isolation until you choose it. You're right. We can't force you, but you can't participate in society whatsoever. You're not allowed to leave the FEMA camp until you choose it. It's a choice. Yeah, but, well, and if they use technology where you've got to scan by a thing to get into the football stadium, to scan your thing to get into the bus, to get onto the subway train, it's a choice, 
but you can't go to work. Oh, oh, and there's your office building. Your office building's got a microchip at the gate, too, before you want to come in. And only people with microchips are allowed to come into the building who can prove that they've got the vaccine. Like, you can see an endless stream of extreme draconian measures that they can use to go there. And, you know, listen, a lot of people who fought for freedoms have all been, they're all dead. You know, at some point, at some point, yes, I'm still fighting for the truth. I'm still spreading the truth. I'm still trying to wake as many people up as I can. But at some point in time, it just becomes easier to just go where you're treated best, right? At some point, it's, and, if, and if life is truly better and filled with freedoms and economic activity and smart expats and people who, who are left for economic and personal freedoms to other places and you get to congregate with all of those people, life is definitely going to be better, right? Like I would argue right now, I'm finding it very intolerable. My wife went out to go to a few stores yesterday and she was the only one without a mask. And at some point she just said the hassle factor of walking into that store and having people maybe approach me, maybe harass me. And just the fact that there's all these, you're not welcome signs right on the door. She's just like, I just, I just came home instead. I'm just not going to do it. I'm, I'm just going to order things online or send you out. Cause she knows that no one's getting in my face. Because I'm, I'm going to fucking snap on them. There's just no chance they know the law better, and there's just no chance I'm going to put up with their stupidity. We're literally living in an insane asylum, and it's very hard as a sane person to continue living in an insane asylum and simultaneously enjoy life. But when I hear about millions of expats are all hanging out on a beach over in this country and that country and life is great and there's no mass and nothing's closed and everything's great and they pay no taxes and they have all the freedoms all life could offer, at some point... You know, why not just go where you're treated best and move towards something instead of running away from something? So where? I'm interested. Where? Well, we've got an entire research team working on this. We've got an entire community working on this. So you're welcome to join it. For anyone who's listening, you're welcome to join it. Um, but, like, for example, like, Nicaragua has a territorial tax system, meaning that all of your international income is not taxed there whatsoever. So you can literally live tax-free there and still do business, like, you know, with a laptop um, or sell physical products into the U.K., you know, have a supplement line, whatever, sell it into the U.K. and pay no tax. But Nicaragua did not play the coronavirus game whatsoever. They just snubbed the international community and said, go fuck yourselves. Everything is open. Everything stays open. And everyone's living a completely normal life. We're interviewing people on the ground there. And they're like, life is great. Everything's completely normal here. The government just stays out of your life in every way. Um, and so there are countries doing that, you know. So um, And there's the myriad of benefits. We're talking about not dozens, but hundreds of different benefits. There are some cons. It's all pros and cons. We're not saying there aren't cons to these places. Uh, and, you know, Andrew Henderson would argue that, well, listen, spend three months of the year here and enjoy all the great things it has to offer. And then when you don't like certain things here, go to this place and then go to this place and then go to this place. Right. Like Georgia in the former, you know, former Russian bloc. They did the opposite of what all the other countries did. They took the Singapore model and said Singapore eliminated all taxes, all bureaucracy, all rules against business, all things, all laws against personal freedoms. They got rid of everything. And that country is booming while all of their neighbors in the former Yugoslavia are struggling because there are lots of people. We live in a very digital world. So if you are a digitally connected person, you can do business in any country of the world. 
And so there's lots of countries trying to attract the best and brightest and smartest people by having lots of freedoms and offering us a great life. At some point, it's best to move towards something than to be running away from it. And, you know, we can still spread the truth from over there, you know, try and wake some people up back home. And hopefully things don't get as draconian as Bill Gates would like. And hopefully we can all still come back to our homes whenever we want. Maybe we just live in the tropics for six months and come back here in the summertime when things are great, when the weather's nice. And enjoy all the things that are great here. It just doesn't appear to be that way. If you read their documents, which they're very proud of, the vision that they have for the, the, the world we grew up in doesn't exist any longer. But there are places that still do, you know. So I know I'm off on a totally different tangent what we talked about earlier. It's just, you know, at some point this fighting it thing didn't work out very well for Martin Luther King. It didn't work out well for Kennedy. It didn't work out well for a lot of people who fought it. It didn't work out for a lot of doctors who've spoken up and told the truth. They got a bullet. At some point, just like, oh my God, I'm just done fighting it. Maybe we're best to go where we're treated best. At some point, someone has to think about those kinds of things. Because this common law stuff is wonderful in concept. I taught it for years. I went without a driver's license. I did not renew my stickers on my license plate. I didn't do any of those things for many years. So I was heavily involved with it. And I was very comfortable trying to explain to cops, well, here's the law. Here's what you think the law is. Here's what the law actually says. You're wrong and incorrect. I don't need any of those things. Um, But the hassle factor just got so... It just got too high, and it's and it's only escalating from now, right? What would a cop possibly be out on the streets in California right now in full military gear? They look like they are going into the final frontier battles of Earth, and there are little moms and pops with little signs out there. And they, you know, if you saw the movie Waco that just came out on Netflix, you'll see what the government's really all about. You know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, God damn it, he wrote Anatomy, uh, Murray Rothbard wrote an amazing paper called Anatomy of the State. I, I just wish it was my greatest wish on this planet, probably, is that everyone reads Anatomy of the State from Murray Rothbard. And he just says, you know, his one of his summarizing statements is like all government comes out of the barrel of a gun. All of it's immoral, unethical, and it only has one ends and one means and one purpose and only one way to get all of it, and it's by force. Right? It, it comes out of the barrel of a gun ultimately, but it's a fa- it's a fantastic uh, paper. Anyone who's read that got changed for, for life. Anyway, who, who Marie Rothbard. It's called Anatomy of the State. Fantastic book. And it, once you once you read that, you're like, you never see anything the same way again. This is, <laughs> you know? this is the thing, Terry, as well. So I get what you're saying. and, and, and Because I'm we're going to come on, come on and I will do certain things and I will learn it because I think it's good to learn it anyway, like get deep into it like you are, which would take you. But I am also of that of that elk as well after a while it just becomes it just becomes what you get you don't want to be stressed all the time to go outside and, and to, but you know the thing is when you're quite calm of it and you know the law it's it's fine but it just becomes an ag it just becomes okay i've got to do this every day and so moving to certain places that don't have that that would be but the problem is if you ever need to come back into these countries you'd need to probably be vaccinated or, or well, no you didn't need to be another law but it's like it once again it's just the aggravation that comes with it right and so yeah we don't we don't know how that will play out um you know listen depending what country you live in every country's got certain agreements with other countries and their passports right like a, a passport from uruguay is one of the highest passports in the world you can go to almost every country without requiring a visa 
to go there, right? And once you're no longer a citizen, meaning that they own you in that country, there are certain rules and laws they can't impose on the citizens of other countries. And so hopefully we have visa-free access, but even if you need a visa, usually you just apply seven days ahead of time and you come in with a different passport and you can still come back home and visit. We're, we're still want to remain optimistic that that will be the case. Uh, but at some point, any country that, that mandates that you have to have a microchip and a coronavirus vaccine when you full well know that it's all bullshit and they make it mandatory for you to even come and visit your family. Is that a place that you want to live knowing that there are lots of free countries around the world? It's just, do you want to do that given the choice? Just at some point it stops making sense. interesting that you said that because I think it's a bit more of a sort of horrific video today, a woman getting her, getting put into a van and her baby being taken off her because uh, she was walking around the same there was a sign walking around this and sign that says like know your rights and they said you're protesting and it's a horrific video what they've done disgraceful and how the police stand there doing it it's like are you not human like, and then all yep. of the, and, and, and watching it just want to jump into the screen and literally start just fucking going bananas uh, and, it, and it's yeah I, I know but once again they're they're like brainwashed it's like the, where's the human bit go they're going to be completely brainwashed and it's uh that's the problem with it. I think it's 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 they're, they're arresting people, people on park benches just for sitting there right now. Yeah. They brought helicopters out to, to get people off the beach. You know what I mean? Like war helicopters yelling down people, get off the beach. Ah. It's worse in your country and in ours, uh, and in Australia than it is in ours at the moment. I think um, it's weird because we've had a couple of petitions going about not mandating vaccines, wanting them to be independently researched. Some of the things that they've changed, some of the the laws because there's a few independent journalists going in and doing a few things which is quite like but it's like how I think it's David Light talks about the, the, tip, the tip the tip uh, the tiptoe you know, it's just gradually just gradually and so it's interesting and obviously this is all um, all in what's it it's like a what's the word I'm looking for when you're doing something before the main event like 2021 for 2030 it's like just like staging things, getting things prepared for that when they probably go over in 2030, which is, it's, yeah, for people. So I was talking about definitely uh, leaving here um, because, I, once again, it is a pain in the ass, uh, And it's just amazing how many people, ho- hopefully, maybe, this whole thing might have woken a few more people up, though, Terry, to what's actually going on. You know, it has woken some people up, but the numbers are so small. And listen, I call I have what I call the grocery store test. When you go into the grocery store, especially if you go before the government publicly announces to people to take off the mask and everyone in the grocery store still has a mask on, that's telling you just how – that's why they did the mask. They can check by camera to see how much resistance they have or don't have who they are in complete mind control of. And if they, if, if everybody has a mask on, they don't need a tiptoe anymore. Everyone just gave up all freedoms. The whole, they watched the whole world give up all freedoms overnight. They don't need to tiptoe anymore. They got a greater hold on people than they ever dreamed possible. They thought they didn't think they'd have this hold on people until 2030, but they gave up all freedoms just like that. They don't need to tiptoe anymore. They could just drop the accelerator and do it all in 20, every goal they had for 2030 could be done in 2021 right now. There's no resistance whatsoever. It's so easy for them to do at this point. So they don't need a tiptoe. The, te- the technology is in place. Everything is in place. Like um, People are going to see massive changes around the financial center. This whole thing – we can go down rabbit holes endlessly. This whole thing was done 
because they need a global financial reset. This is the reason why they did it, the real reason why they did it. And they're about to get it. All the announcements are about to be made. All the Everything's in place. All the companies have been chosen. There's amazing investment opportunities for people to create enormous wealth while everyone else is losing everything, uh, which we've been talking about a lot in our group. Um, right now, they're just waiting for new laws to be passed, which are slated to be passed in another six weeks or so. And once they do, you're going to see the whole global financial reset change. Um, it's going to be massive, and there's massive transfers of wealth, but there are a few loopholes where we can get in and, and make sure some of that wealth comes to us because they're creating a world where the disparity between the wealthy and, and the poor is going to be a massive, massive gap, and the middle class is getting pushed out. So it'll be what, poor and then decide that, and that's it. Is that what you're saying? Well, just, just like in China, right? China has more billionaires than any other country in the world, right? So you're allowed to be a, a high-end capitalist in China, but for everybody else, like the boot is on throats and they're keeping everybody very much in poverty and, and they're not letting anybody out of poverty unless you are a very enterprising entrepreneur with a great idea and unrelenting and you find a way to, to entrepreneurially get out. They're not going to make capitalism illegal. They're just going to make it damn near impossible. And they're, they're going to tax the living hell out of any entrepreneur. They have to raise taxes on anyone who's a producer who makes money. Uh, and, and they can do that because the Amazons and the Walmarts are the world have all, know all the strategies to get outside of taxes, right? Through insurance policies, creating their own banks, creating offshore uh, corporations. They know how to get rid of that. But for everybody else, they're just going to they'll just tax ninety percent of your of your productivity to the point that there is no middle class. Like they're eliminating it. It's very clear. It's very obvious. All the writings on the wall. There's stages. There's written documents of how to shut down a country, and they've got every flag in place right now, right? So if you want to turn a, a capitalist country into a communist country, every flag is already in place. So it, the future's ugly, but for those who are making intelligent plans and not waiting and not ignoring the writing on the wall there's still people who can do well and i guess that's what i'm trying to do here is give a message of hope to those who are awake and making alternative plans there's still ways to win uh, but uh fighting it they, they've been working on this plan for hundreds of years they're not going to give it up for you and i they're only going to give it up when ev every ex-military person in the world's got their guns out and the cops are afraid to enforce the orders but i don't see that happening <laughs> um if someone said that circle they, they wanted to get rid of 75 percent of the world's population by 20 uh, 25, I think it was, which was quite interesting, but yeah, that's not too long, but not to scare people, but uh, it's interesting on that interview what they said, but for people out there that make want to make plans, for example, I mean, what are some of the things that they can do, or where can they find out more about what they can do, you said your group, or? Yeah, so we were on a group called the Plan B Mastermind, and uh, in there, we it's very well organized. We've got all kinds of things organized in Unix and topics. We're teaching people how to generate more cash flow, how to generate it on the internet from any country in the world. We're teaching people how to get out of taxes, uh, what investment opportunities are still going up. Um, we're looking at you know residencies in countries that still have lots of freedoms. We've got an entire research team working on that, how we can get alternative passports. We're working on all the plans. And we hope that we are wrong about everything. We want to be wrong about everything. We don't want to flee like refugees, but we're putting plans in place. So as soon as a line gets crossed that anyone's uncomfortable with, all the uncertainty has already been dealt with. We've even got travel routes mapped out to other countries um, to that level of detail. So the plans are in place. And when someone is, is 
finds anything that's going on in their home country intolerable, there's ways for them to win and there's ways for them to win in this big global financial reset and ways to protect their income from taxation, which is definitely going to go up. Um, you know, the majority of Americans already don't pay taxes. And so the, the middle class has to pay. Someone has to pay because they're increasing the welfare state. Someone's got to pay for it. And it's people who, who own businesses and who are trying hard to produce. So um, people need to make alternative plans, unfortunately. Right, mate. Some people can find that. At, where can they find that? It's on Facebook for now, uh, so long as they <laughs> allow us to, to be on that platform. But it's Plan B Mastermind. And if you do join the group, please go into the units and topics. Don't make a lot of extra work for the admins. Everything's very well organized in there for people to go and empower themselves. And that's all we're trying to do in that group. We're, we're done talking about corona in that group. Like our, at least we're trying to create that culture where we're done bitching about the government fucking people over. We're just want to try to focus on solutions so people can make alternative plans for their life. Uh, we're not in there to bitch. We're just trying to empower people as much as we can in every way that we can. Cool, mate. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, we could go on forever and ever. And uh, I'm happy to get. And I apologize for the tangent. We totally took a sidestep at the end here, but uh, I, I, I guess it's important to look at hope and alternative plans. I think, and uh, happy to do this anytime you want to do it. We can discuss anything you'd like to, and I'll let you rein me in next time. I promise. No, no, it's all good, man. <laughs> I think it's important to know. Sometimes, like the truth, rather have an uncomfortable truth than a comfortable lie. So, um, cheers, Terry. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, maybe catch up in the about four to six weeks and see how things have panned out. Sounds great, mate. I uh, really appreciate you having me. Uh, always a pleasure to chat with you. I love talking to awake and aware people. We are just surrounded by people who live in an insane asylum that belong in a room with four padded walls and remaining sane amidst them is, is a struggle. So it's great to talk to sane people. So happy to get on here anytime. So guys and girls, that was Dr. Terry Tillard coming to with a dose of reality. So, hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got lots from it. And uh, we'll definitely be getting Terry on back in the future. Um, and if, yeah, if you want any information around anything that uh, Terry mentioned there, www.terrytillard.com. We can find Terry on Facebook. Uh, you can ask me as well. He's got a few different things um, going on in terms of looking at what they can, or what people can do if you want to, if you are worried about what's coming in your country. Um, so, yeah reach out to myself or reach out to Terry and we can point you in the right direction. Uh, as always, guys and girls, if you are dealing with a chronic health issue and you are um, looking to overcome it, then, you know, we've got my book, www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com. You can find it there. Sorry, my book's The Chronic Fatigue Solution. You can find it at www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com. It's now available in digital and audio only since my publishers, unfortunately, went bust during this time. Um, so... We'll hopefully be coming out in hardback version uh, once once this is all cleared up, but we'll we'll see. But the digital version means you can get straight away anyway, so straight into your inbox. Um, also, if you're dealing with a health issue and you do want some one-to-one support because you haven't been able to overcome what you've been going through, you know, try doctors, consultants, specialists, then please just give me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co. That's ryan at reviveyourself.co. Or find me on Facebook, Ryan Martin, or at Revive Yourself. Send me a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible, and we can have a discussion about how we can help you. I've actually got some great testimonials coming out, just trying to put them all together as well for people, because people to understand. I mean, if you've been following me for some time, you'll understand, you know, when it comes to chronic illnesses, unfortunately, doctors, consultants, specialists, they don't, they don't know what they're doing because they're just not tall. Accident and emergency, they're fantastic, but for for chronic issues, they don't know because they're not tall and you know they're experts in disease, not in health. So if you are looking for help around that, give me a shout 
um, and we'll go from there. Otherwise, guys and girls, that's it for this week. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 